It's 3 o'clock on the Blitz 1170, and that means it's time for the show with Pop and Colby. <laughs> As we talk about nonsense. I have no idea what you're talking about. Scott File is alongside trying to keep them on time. It's technically a sports show. He had a little, he had a little, uh, a little butt bump right before uh, he snapped it. What did he say? A butt bump. Offensively, we're actually rushing the ball pretty good. So we just got to stay with it, stay balanced. But we didn't get a break. You know, and hell, seven-point game. I got we're you. In good shape. All right. No, seriously. But that's debatable. So you're like, eh, eh, eh. So. And, then you got, and then, like, you're like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I'm trying to catch my breath here. I've been by the Alamo, but I've never stopped, so I'm gonna go, like, maybe like do the Heisman pose in front of the Alamo and have somebody take a photo. What's not happening was I didn't have to kiss a pig today. We just want to have fun. Real talk. <laughs> I think I just died. Yeah. I'm, I'm your redneck conscious talking to you right now, <laughs> yeah, Cody. <that's>, like, <laughs> where's this voice coming from, my man? We can oh, do that. yeah. I mean, you, you, can't, uh, you can't tease me like that and, and, uh, then we go in a different direction. Well, especially not when you're in town. Ah, damn it. Blasting their way across Oklahoma. It's the show with Pop and Colby on the Blitz 1170. Boy, this, is, this just gets weirder all the time, doesn't it? Yo, what's up? Welcome in on this Wednesday edition of the show here on the Blitz 1170. My name is Jeremy Poplin, Scott File alongside Colby Daniels as well, coming to you live from the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studios here in downtown Tulsa across the street from Guthrie Green. Gentlemen, how has your day gone so far and how was your evening last night before we kick things off on this fun-filled Wednesday edition of the show? Fellas, what's up? Happy Wednesday. Uh, the night was good. Watched some hoops. I mean, it was good for me. wasn't necessarily good for everyone involved in the, the hooping part of that equation. But, yeah, Wednesday and only four days away from the Super Bowl. So, getting closer. Inching closer indeed. Scott, how are you doing today, man? Good. Watched basketball last night, so... The Bucks oh. version or the Oklahoma State version? Uh, well, I, I watched all three and none okay. of them won. So, <laughs> yeah, not a good night. Uh, uh, other than OU won, I, I didn't get yes. to see any of that. Which was an important win for them. That was that was a big win. It for was them. a massive win to potentially at least solidify their their standings. Even though Lenardi had them as a number six seed, but that was a uh, a big win for them indeed last night. We'll get into more of that coming up a little bit later here as we move throughout the uh, afternoon portion of the program. Um, man, I don't know if I've had a harder laugh than watching Kelvin Sampson lose his ever-loving mind last <laughs> night when they're up by 20. I mean, if there was ever... And the jokes that were going around last night on social media about, see... Even Kelvin was tired of watching OSU basketball. <laughs> that, that's the reason why he got thrown out. I'm like, all right. I see the no chill has uh, from the Super Bowl has gravitated over to uh, social media at this point. But no, I still laughed hysterically. Just the, the, the uh, unfiltered anger and the pure violence 
that was in every step that Kelvin was taking last night. And what made it even better is that dumb little T-shirt that he had on. Because <laughs> they were all wearing the, I don't even know what, they had a little d- basketball saying on the back, whatever it was. I'm sure it was something like Houston versus everyone or versus everybody or something like that. But just the visual of Kelvin wearing the T-shirt over the polo uh, was hilarious to watch last night. And, uh, yeah, he got kicked out, and Houston didn't still didn't have any problems even after their head coach was, was kicked out of the game last night. That's the type of anger that one exudes when they're down by 20 in a championship setting, right? Yes. <laughs> I mean, my gosh. I, I mean, I know that he was angry at the type of foul calls that they were getting last night, but that that was... Like he had had rage built up about the Indiana job, still just kind of setting in there somewhere. <laughs> he had rage about something else that has happened to him in a past life, and it just that was him driving to the arena, and somebody was driving below the speed limit in the fast lane the whole way, and he couldn't pass. Right? It finally bubbled to the surface. That's right. <laughs> he just had to let it go. Or some or some rental security guy at the front entrance of the arena asked for his credential and didn't know who he was. Ah, yes. <laughs> Excuse uh, me, sir, can I see your credential? I'm going to need to see your credential. Or, or my favorite is those sometimes overzealous security guards that grab a hold of your credential, and if you have a photo on it, they look at your photo, then look at you, then look back down to the credential, and then look back at, Several at times. you one more time just to make sure. Uh, yes, here's what I love doing on my time off. <laughs> Sneaking into Houston Cougar basketball <laughs> games. This is what I love doing. I've, I went to all the trouble to create this this fake credential for this. So, yeah, that would be hilarious. Uh, I, maybe, excuse me. maybe when he was picking up lunch yesterday... Whoever was was serving him gave gave him a boss. Oh, don't even get me started on that. That is such a it is a plague that still exists <laughs> this country to this day. The boss hoss chief plague. It must it must just be you cuz like I never hear it. And it's all uh, not all. Every now and then there's an outlier. But for the m- most part, it's people that are under the age of 30. When did that become an acceptable form of greeting? I don't get it. I don't get it at all. I get it probably easily two or three times a week, every single place that I go. I get hossed and I get bossed at Quick Trip more than anywhere else on the planet. It is absurd. How many times I get that? I might have only been bossed once in my life, and I don't think I've ever been hossed. Oh. And maybe some of this is because I'm vertically challenged. Like, you're a tall guy, so maybe people are more inclined to throw that your way. You know what I got at the drive-thru the other day? Chief through the drive-thru. Chief! I was this close to be like, do you have a manager that's there? I was so close to being that guy to request to speak to the manager because I got chiefed through the drive-thru. Like, you're lucky I'm here buying this $7 cold brew in the first place. Please don't chief me at the same time, Listen, okay? Listen, if you're buying a $7 cold brew, you, you might deserve a chief. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to be that much. This is a new place that I went to and tried out. And when he said $7, I was like, excuse me? $7 for cold brew? I can buy a, a 
64-ounce bottle at Walmart and keep it at home for the same price I'm paying for one cup of cold brew. But yes, it is a, is a plague on society. Uh, so we got home last night, and I was curious to see what was left on the old shirt for the 100 days of school. And to my surprise, not only was every element still on the shirt, but she had taken upon herself, dude, to add, even add more items to said shirt that she had found either at school Holy or some cow. of the other kids had taken off of their shirts and she added to her shirt. So she was quick to point out that she no longer had 100 items on the shirt. She was just adding more and more items throughout the day. What sticky substance did you use? Uh, some sort of fabric glue. And then okay. uh, I, is it hodgepodge? Something that I don't know. Modgepodge. Modgepodge. Hodgepodge. Modgepodge. Close enough. Something that these crafty people use. I don't know. <laughs> that ain't me. Okay. But yeah, every, everything stayed on, and I couldn't believe it. Could not believe it. I think the old hot glue gun secured maybe eighty-five to ninety percent of my sons. That's uh, that's not that's not too shabby. That's not too shabby at all. So yeah, I was uh, I was a little bit surprised by that overall number. All right. Um, did uh, by the way, I, we just skipped right over it when we were talking about anger. Did anyone else find that as hilarious as I did that with Kelvin getting kicked out when they were leading by 20? And then just to see, one, a player that was trying to get him to calm down, but the look on everyone else's face that kind of had the same idea or at least thought process that I did. Every player on that court almost had the same look. What the hell is he doing? Does he look? Does he know what the score is? They just had this look of befuddlement. Like, what is what is coach doing? Oklahoma State was like just there, like, bro, you're winning by 20, and you're absolutely, you've gotten Oppenheimer on everyone. <laughs> Sir, this is a Wendy's. Sir, exactly. Sir, you're paying for a $7 cold brew right now. Why, why, why are you doing this in the middle of the floor when you have this giant lead? It was so comical. One of my favorite parts of the night last night. Unfortunately, I didn't see it in real time. I didn't either. I, I had, had to go back. I had away at that point, but I, I had to rewind. over the... The internet, which I got lots of joy. Yeah, I didn't actually see it either. I was driving home from work and listening to it here on the Blitz, and I heard John and Dave, and they're like, well, maybe he's just trying to keep his team motivated here with this huge lead. And (laughs) 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 Don't want him to get complacent. I mean, we did just have the anniversary of of the Falcons blowing 28-3, to right? We did. Yes, we did. You know what? I didn't even think about that, Scott. I might have to go back through the archives and find that particular moment when they're talking about this so we have it for Friday for John because I need to talk to him about this. It's like, what do you say in a moment like that? Well, maybe he's trying to motivate his team. Just when I thought that maybe, just maybe, Kelvin Sampson had the best moment from last night, then Damon Stoudemire came from off the top rope. So for those that don't know, Damon Stoudemire is now the head coach at Georgia Tech. I believe has taken over for Josh Pastner. <laughs> Damon Stoudemire, they got beat last night by 30. Wake beat Georgia Tech like 81 to 51 last night. And what you're about to hear is Damon Stoudemire walking into the room, the post-game interview room, sits down at the table, 
and you know what the scene is. Back behind him, he's got the the backdrop that's got the Georgia Tech logos, and it's sponsored by some someone, logo. some logo, and it's plastered everywhere about a thousand times on there. And Damon Stoudemire sits down. You'll hear the SID do the typical, all right, we'll give Coach a moment to have an opening statement, and then we'll open it up for questions. And this might go down as one of my favorite opening statements ever. All right, everyone. Uh, Coach, if you would, just start us off with a quick statement, and we'll go right to questions. Got that ass whooped. <laughs> questions. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> really to say, man. <laughs> Really, what else do you say? I mean, <laughs> sorry, I had a coffee. I mean, that fit. just sums Coaches up the short keeping statement. it real. That is my new favorite opening <laughs> statement of a press conference ever. I have to hear that again. Okay. All right, everyone. Uh, Coach, if you would, just start us off with a quick statement, and we'll go right to questions. Got that ass whooped. Questions. <laughs> Nothing really to say, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. So Just now, here so I don't get fined. Uh, so now I'm a Georgia Tech basketball fan simply for that very reason right there. <laughs> Maybe I need a Georgia Tech basketball shirt. One because Damon Stoudemire is awesome, and that is a little throwback to the uh, to the childhood for sure. But for him to have a statement like that after getting their head kicked in by 30, bravo, bravo. I think we need uh, more openness like that from other head coaches across a variety of sports. All right, uh, so we have Dusty Dvorak coming up at the 5 o'clock hour. We've got a snack for you today at 4.45. Uh, We've got some more audio from Super Bowl-related items as we have moved into another day of media interviews and completely wild-ass questions. If you think that the no-chill vibe has taken a little step back because we're further into the week, you would be wrong. You would be wrong because as much as I chuckled at someone having the balls to basically go, yo, Pat, what do you think about your dad getting arrested? To someone last night asking something of Brock Purdy that I was like, really? We're... We're, we're doing this, huh? So no chill at the Super the Bowl. Qu- it's not wrong. It's not Just wrong. Saying, it's it's n- not wrong. It's not wrong, but I still can't believe that someone was able to step up to the podium and actually ask him whether or not, what his thoughts were on looking like an individual that is infamous <laughs> in the history of this country. It's unbelievable. So no chill at Super Bowl Part 2 is coming up later this afternoon. We'll discuss the uh, Houston game, BYU and Oklahoma, National Signing Day today, which is, it's it's odd. I went to the Tulsa press conference, and by the way, Kevin Wilson uh, like went on for like an hour, and uh, we even had a film session today at the Tulsa signing press conference. He brought in He brought in highlights and film sessions of all the players that, Tulsa signed, including their their transfers that they brought in. So, uh, yeah, we we enjoyed that. We'll play some comments from Kevin Wilson as well. It just doesn't have the same feel to it. Remember when this was this was one of the biggest days in the entire state signing day in February when we would all try to see how many different press conferences that we could get to in the early morning. 
Oh, damn, I got to drive over to Jinx. Then I got to make it back over to Union by this time. Oh, Broken Arrow is doing theirs win. Oh, well, now we got to go to Tulsa Public Schools. Let's jump back over here. If you had someone that was signing from, like, Berry Hill, like, ah, I got to drive there. Oh, it's in the afternoon. Scott's in there shaking his head. He probably doesn't miss that, no. that facet <laughs> of the day at all, trying to go around and catch all the local players that are signed. But, I mean, this is kind of a laid-back and chill day for, for so many. More of kind of a, a rehashing of the class that you signed in February. I mean, Tulsa signed, I think, three more high schoolers today. And it was the first time that a lot of the transfers that they were able to talk about. And that's where Kevin spent the majority of his time today. But, yeah, just looking across the landscape of the country. And I know that there were eh, some larger, and I mean in terms of larger, I mean number of stars, caliber of players that were out there that that did sign today but yeah it had a completely hollow feel in it and I don't hate it because there's so much other stuff that's going on during this time of the year and it's not like college football has gone completely out of the news cycle you know back in the day it was the bowl games get over with you play the national championship then it's it's a little quiet, mainly from like the news perspective. Of course, there's recruiting and trying to figure out where guys are going and reporting on them. But every single day, college football finds some way to continue to regenerate the cycle, the news cycle from everything. So uh, we've had enough. So it's almost like, all right, yeah, I was satisfied and good enough with what we got in December. And I, I'm happy for every young person that got an opportunity to sign today, whether that's soccer, whether that's football or, or any other. But just from a pure football perspective, man, knowing how much that this has changed in about a four or five year span is still wild to me because it was one of the biggest days that you would have in radio, period, trying to do anything in this state on National Signing Day. How the times have changed, Man, right? I, I know. Mean, you, your entire day was dedicated. Your, your entire show, right? Yes. Like, you wouldn't even talk about anything else No. on National Signing Day. Between maybe having some interviews from some of the local guys that, that are on their way or, you know, obviously the, the college coaches that are going to have press conferences and discuss their classes. I mean, it was wall-to-wall coverage. And now, you know, the – at least this signing day, as opposed to the first one, is almost an afterthought, right? It is. It absolutely is. And it more than anything, it's the one area that I do think that it might. that it, Ooh, the Usher Super Bowl collection just dropped on uh, Shop49ers.com. Pardon me for a moment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you see me in an Usher-based sure. halftime shir- shirt, please punch me in the face. Please don't don't let me get away with that. Uh, as a matter of fact, someone take away my credit card now. Uh, I do think that schools like Tulsa, and I think with a couple of kids that they actually signed today, um, it's not going to be this way every year. But I would like to hear from some G five programs and coaches, and I'll I'll keep a, a, an eye out for this on like. Tulsa got a quarterback today, dude, from Dayton, Ohio. He was originally a commit to Indiana and had been committed to them since June or July. 
But because of the coaching staff change at the time when Indiana had it, and then they didn't show him a whole lot of love with the new staff. But by that time, a whole lot of the other schools that were in on him, like the Cincinnati's, uh, I think Toledo, uh, even Louisville, because of the numbers and where we're at, they, their classes were full. So here you have a kid that was good enough to sign with a Big Ten school, and I think he's yeah he's a, I think he's three star majority. I think he's four star on on one. Ends up signing with with Tulsa, uh, the Isaac Covington kid who's from Tulsa Union, is another kid that yes he got hurt last year. So he was a little bit under-recruited and couldn't go to a whole lot of summer camps, so people kind of lost track of him. And when that happens and you're doing the fight back and forth with the transfer portal and so many programs have decided, no, I'd just rather take a kid that already has college experience instead of trying to actually coach him and mold him and shape him into a player, like from a homegrown perspective, you know, Tulsa gets to kind of reap some of these rewards. And Kevin even said specifically today – that in his opinion, if this class that he had signed this year, um, he said, you know, four or five years ago, he feels like that half the guys that Tulsa signed would have found a way to sign with a Big 12 school. So it kind of shows you the progress that's happening here a little bit. And maybe, just maybe, there is one positive to all of this if you are on the G5 level and you work your tail off on the recruiting front you can maybe have access to a, a few more guys that might have signed as a three-star with, say, a TCU or maybe had gone to a KU and signed. But now Tulsa has the ability and more access to them. The problem is then is that you go and you develop them and then they jump into the portal and leave right. to go to try to prove themselves at a place that they thought, they thought that they should have been in the first place. But for right now, right now, I think it's – the TUs and uh, maybe the North Texases and the UTSAs of the world, I, th- I think that there are negatives, but you can't always look at it from the negative perspective. Yeah, I was about to say, I mean, you have more opportunities because the portal has allowed some of the upper-tier teams in the country, right, to take some of those spots that has a trickle-down effect on where high school kids go, which means there's going to be better high school talent available the, the further and further you get down the list, but it ultimately feeds back into the giant equation of yes the transfer portal feeding some of the upper tier programs. So it's it's somewhat of a cycle, but the reality is there there are so many different ways in terms of recruiting and portal that coaches are pooled that more kids are going to fall through the cracks in that regard as well anyway, right? And trying to navigate your numbers and know you know who you can give a scholarship to for my school and and the portal and there's just no way to I think do it in a realistic way where you're you're dotting every I and crossing every T and and you know this has always been true talent has always slipped through the cracks but even more so now I think that's that's also a factor. One I think it's a today's a much larger day for even D two schools FCS. Uh, than they ever have been before. So maybe the trickle-down effect, this turns into you know, more of a celebration for schools along that level than they ever have been before. And that's good because, you know me, I've always said I, I hate the fact that we get such, and I know where people's attention is, 
I hate the fact that as uh, fans, sometimes we only ask questions about, oh, uh, that's cool. You're, so you're, you're going to this Power 5 school here. Or you're going to, I, I don't know, going to Middle Tennessee State. Why do I keep, I always use that school as my example, and I don't know why. Ap- apologies to Middle Tennessee State and the Blue Raiders. But uh, no you, such thing as bad publicity. Bob. You get an opportunity to still continue to play football no matter what level that it's at. And you also get to go play right. and have school paid for, which doesn't suck. So right. celebrate it and take advantage of it. All right, it's 324. I'll quit bloviating here off the top. We want to hear from you on the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma Tech's line, 918-262-5072, 918-262-5072. How many times have you been hossed or bossed? I want to hear from you on the text message line, 918-262-5072. And do you find it to be a scourge on our society the way that I do? Uh, we'll take a time out. We'll come back with more next here on the Blitz 1170 and streaming live on the Blitz 1170 app.